my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to budget for happiness. While it might be considered normal to spend certain proportions of your income on certain categories, there is no law that says you have to do that. Consciously choosing to spend less on certain big categories can open up space for all kinds of happiness. If you are smart about it. Lots of folks resolve to take control of their finances in the new year. When the holiday spending bills hit in January, it can definitely be a sobering moment. People who are new to budgeting tend to go online to search for sample budgets. And these tend to suggest spending somewhere around 30% of your income on housing and 10% on transportation. Now, there is nothing wrong with these particular numbers. But it is a little funny if you think about it. People make wildly varying amounts of money. Why should someone who makes $50,000 a year and someone who makes $500,000 a year both spend 30% on housing? A person with a more modest household income might need to spend a fairly large percentage to find someplace safe and comfortable. But someone with a higher income could find someplace safe, comfortable, and quite nice for a lower percentage. Choosing to do so would open up space for all sorts of other priorities. In a recent episode of Best of Both Worlds, my other podcast, my co-host Sarah Hart Unger mentioned that her family is budgeting more money for travel this year than for housing. Now, it would be pretty tough to do that if they were spending 30% of their income on housing. But they aren't. She and her husband elected to purchase a home that was considerably less expensive than they could have afforded. As a result, they can go to some fabulous destinations while still staying on track with savings goals. The conversation doesn't go toward, should we take this cruise or should we save for retirement? They can do both. In general, spending money to buy experiences, to buy connection, and to buy time tends to make people happiest. 
In most normal budgets, these all tend to be smaller categories. Money for activities and travel, or to get together with family and friends, or to pay for date night babysitting, or housekeeping services. If we budget for happiness, though, maybe they should be larger categories. People with more modest incomes don't have much flexibility, of course. But as people earn more, keeping basic expenses low allows for indulging in quite a few adventures and pleasures. The sorts of things that can make life feel pretty blissful while still living within your means and saving for the future. Now, to be sure, most people can't immediately change how much they spend on housing or transportation for that matter. But if the goal is budgeting for happiness, over the long term, it might be possible. One straightforward way to do this is that if your income rises, you don't automatically keep the same percentages. A better job might mean you could buy a nicer car. Or you could keep the same car and throw fabulous parties for family and friends every month in lieu of a car payment. There's a reasonable chance that the latter would lead to a lot more joy and connection. And the old car? It will most likely still get you where you need to go. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.